I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. In a world that often feels chaotic, confusing, and even overwhelming, it's not uncommon for us to sometimes feel as if we're drifting alone in a turbulent sea of uncertainty. Perhaps you clicked on this video because you're in one of those moments where God feels more like a distant concept rather than a loving father. Maybe you're asking, where is God when it hurts? Why do I feel so abandoned? Firstly, let me tell you, you're not alone, not in your feelings, and not in your life's journey. While the sensation of God's absence is distressing, it's also a part of the human experience that even the most devout individuals face at times. The good news is that God's presence in your life isn't determined by how you feel. Remember, feelings are visitors, they come and go, but God's love is constant. So why focus on the power of words and faith? Well, here's the thing. Words are not just mere combinations of alphabets thrown together. They are the building blocks of our reality. Have you ever thought about why the Bible places such a high value on the word? Words have the power to create, to destroy, to lift up, and to pull down. Words can be your biggest ally or your worst enemy especially when you're navigating through the complex maze of feelings like abandonment or disconnection from God. And then there's faith. It's not just a word, it's a lifeline. It's what keeps us going when everything else is urging us to give up. Faith is that inner compass that helps us find our way back to God even when the path is hidden from our eyes. Today, we're going on a heartfelt journey together. We'll explore actionable steps rooted in Christian teachings to help you harness the transformative power of words and the sustaining strength of faith. Through this exploration, my prayer is that you'll find not just answers, but also the hope and encouragement you need to reignite that divine connection, even in a world that often makes us feel utterly alone. So if you're on the brink of losing faith or you're struggling to articulate the burden you feel, stick around. This video could be the sign you've been praying for, if you've ever been in the depths of despair, asking questions like, am I worthy? Or does God even hear my prayers? You've tapped into a vulnerable place that we often shy away from discussing openly. 
Sometimes it feels safer to keep these questions locked away, hidden behind forced smiles and rehearsed replies of, I'm fine, thank you. But let me assure you, asking these questions doesn't make you weak. It makes you human, and seeking answers? That's an act of courage. Here's another thing you might find comforting. You're part of a long lineage of seekers, stretching back through millennia, who've grappled with the same existential concerns. Think of Job, whose faith was tested in unimaginable ways, or David, who poured out his soul in the Psalms. Even Jesus, in his final moments on the cross, cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You're in esteemed company, and the very act of questioning can be the first step toward a deeper, more resilient faith. So why is this video so important? Because we're not just gonna talk about faith and words in a philosophical or abstract way, we're gonna get into the nitty gritty. We'll discuss practical steps deeply rooted in scripture and the teachings of wise spiritual leaders to help you rebuild your faith through the words you speak and the thoughts you entertain. Think of it as a toolkit, a spiritual toolkit that you can always carry with you, especially when times are tough. And the incredible thing is these aren't just platitudes or theories, they're tried and true methods that countless believers have implemented in their own lives, finding not just a renewed sense of faith, but also a more intimate relationship with God. You see, our God isn't just a spectator in the sky. He is a father eager to engage with us, even in our pain and confusion. In a moment, we'll start unpacking these transformative concepts, breaking them down into actionable steps that you can start applying in your life today. But before we dive in, let me emphasize that this journey we're about to embark on is best shared. Whether you're watching this alone or with loved ones, know that the comment section below is a community space for you to engage with others who are on similar journeys. So don't hesitate to share your thoughts, ask questions, or even offer your own wisdom. We're about to delve into a transformative process that could very well change the way you view your struggles, your faith, and your relationship with God. It's time to move from feeling abandoned to feeling embraced, from doubt to a renewed sense of faith. Are you ready? So here we are, ready to tackle our first significant point, the awe-inspiring power of affirmations. Now you might be wondering, what's so incredible about affirmations? Aren't they just feel-good phrases that people repeat to themselves? Well, not exactly. Let's turn our attention to a piece of wisdom deeply rooted in the Bible, specifically Proverbs 18.21. The scripture tells us, death and life are in the power of the tongue. I want you to think about that for a moment. Your words have the power to bring both life and death into your circumstances. This isn't just a poetic idea. It's a spiritual principle that operates in our lives, whether we realize it or not. Think back to a time someone's words lifted your spirits or shattered them. Maybe it was a teacher who believed in you, saying, you have so much potential. Or perhaps it was a moment of criticism that felt like a punch to the gut. Words linger. They echo in our minds long after they've been spoken. Now imagine directing that same power of words towards yourself and your relationship with God. When we're wallowing in feelings of abandonment or disconnection from God, our inner dialogue often spirals into a dark place. We start questioning our worth, our purpose, and even God's love for us. It's during these vulnerable times that the words we say to ourselves can act like a lifeline, pulling us back into the comforting embrace of God's love. Here's where affirmations based on biblical truths 
come into play. By intentionally framing your thoughts around affirming scriptural truths, you begin to create a new narrative. Let's take a phrase like, I am a child of God, therefore I am loved and cherished. When you declare that over yourself, you're not just soothing your mind, you're aligning your spirit with the word of God. You're sending a powerful message to yourself and to the spiritual realm that you are claiming God's promise of love and care over your life. Or how about the affirmation, through Christ, all things are possible. When you say those words, you're tapping into a reservoir of hope and potential that can turn the tides of any discouraging situation. You're invoking the same power that conquered death, the same power that calms storms, and reminding yourself that this power is accessible to you through your faith in Christ. These aren't just empty words. They are declarations that change your spiritual atmosphere, that challenge the doubts and fears plaguing your mind. As you speak them daily, you're laying down fertile soil where the seeds of faith can grow, flourish, and bear fruit. So the next time you find yourself spiraling into negativity or doubt, catch yourself. Remember, your tongue has the power to change your situation, to reclaim the divine connection you're yearning for. Try speaking these affirmations daily. Write them down, place them where you'll see them often. Make them a part of your prayer routine. You'll be amazed at how they can transform not just your mindset, but your very life. Now, I understand that the concept of affirmations might seem simple, almost too simple to be effective. And if you're new to this, you might even feel a bit awkward speaking these affirmations out loud. Trust me, I've been there too. But don't underestimate the simplicity of this spiritual practice. It's often the most straightforward actions that produce the most profound changes. Let's consider the idea of consistency. Affirmations aren't a one-and-done deal. The Bible itself is filled with stories that emphasize the importance of persistence and consistency in faith. Take the story of Joshua and the Battle of Jericho. They didn't walk around the city once and call it a day. They followed God's instruction and circled the city for seven days before the walls fell down. Similarly, your affirmations are your spiritual laps around your personal Jerichos. With each lap, each repeated affirmation, you're reinforcing your faith and breaking down walls of doubt and despair. You might be asking, how do I choose the right affirmations? The key here is to align your affirmations closely with what the Bible says about you and your situation. If you're dealing with fear, why not incorporate Isaiah 41, 10, which says, Fear not, for I am with you. If you're feeling unloved or neglected, the words from Romans 8:38, 39 about nothing being able to separate us from the love of God could be your anchoring point. It can be helpful to keep a journal where you write down these chosen affirmations and note any changes in your thoughts, feelings, or even your external circumstances. Over time, you'll likely notice a shift. Those affirmations will become the soundtrack of your life, playing in the background and continually bringing you back to a place of faith and connection with God. And remember, while the act of saying the affirmation is important, believing it in your heart is where the real transformation occurs. In Mark 11:23, Jesus tells us, Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, Go, throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. This is the biblical principle of speaking things into existence, a principle that's in direct alignment with our topic of the transformative power of words. So let's make it a habit, a daily ritual, if you will. Start your day with these biblical affirmations, carry them in your heart throughout the day, and perhaps even end your evening reflecting on them. 
Over time, this discipline will become a cornerstone in your walk with God, a constant source of empowerment and a testament to the unshakable relationship you have with Him, even when life tries to tell you otherwise. So, we've talked about the power of words and how they can lay the groundwork for a flourishing faith. But what's the next step? You might have heard the saying, actions speak louder than words. And when it comes to spiritual growth, this principle holds true. That leads us to our second pivotal point, the inextricable link between faith and action. The Bible puts it plainly in James 2.17. Faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Now that's a pretty strong statement, and it begs the question, what does it mean for faith to be dead? In this context, dead faith is stagnant, ineffective, and disconnected from real life. It's like having a seed but never planting it in the soil, never watering it. The seed has the potential for life, but without action it remains just that, a potential. So how do we breathe life back into our faith, especially when we're grappling with feelings of abandonment or distance from God? We do it through action, my friends, and don't worry, you don't have to move mountains here. Sometimes the smallest steps can lead to the most significant changes. For starters, let's consider the power of dedicated time with God. And I mean dedicated. It could be as simple as setting aside 10 minutes each morning for Bible study or prayer. You might think, what difference will 10 minutes make? Well, imagine speaking to your best friend for just 10 minutes each day. Over time, those brief conversations accumulate into a meaningful relationship. The same goes for your relationship with God. Those few minutes are your chance to connect, speak, and more importantly, to listen. Or how about participating in a Christian community service project? You see, sometimes when we step out to serve others, we find that we're the ones who end up feeling blessed. The act of service takes the focus off our own troubles. and shifts it onto the love and compassion we can share, which in turn is a reflection of God's love for us. Suddenly, it becomes much easier to see God's hand at work, not only in your life, but also in the lives of those you're helping. And let's not overlook the simple act of appreciating nature. Ever watched a sunset and felt a sense of awe and wonder? That's not just a happy accident, that's a masterpiece painted by the Creator Himself. Walking through nature can be a spiritual experience, a form of worship even, reminding us of the grandeur and intricacy of God's creation. It's hard to feel abandoned when you're standing amidst such undeniable evidence of a creator who loves beauty and by extension loves you. So you see, action isn't just about doing something for the sake of being active. It's about aligning our actions with our faith, letting each one inform and enrich the other. This creates a positive feedback loop where faith inspires action and action strengthens faith. And guess what? As you engage in these faith-filled actions, you'll find that feeling of abandonment beginning to fade, replaced by a tangible sense of God's presence in your life. All right, we've covered the incredible impact of affirmations and the life-giving union between faith and action, but there's one last crucial piece to this puzzle, a piece that often gets overlooked, especially when we're drowning in our struggles and feeling like we're on this journey alone, I'm talking about the value of community. Yes, that's right. Our third and final point centers around the significance of having a strong, faith-based community around you. The book of Hebrews puts it beautifully in chapter 10, verse 25, advising us not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, 
but encouraging one another. These aren't just nice words. This is a divine directive. But what does it mean practically? Let's break it down. The word forsake is strong. It implies abandonment. And when we're going through hardships, when we feel like even God is distant, that's when we're most tempted to also forsake or abandon our community. We think, I can handle this alone, or I don't want to burden others. But let me tell you, that's a trap. Isolating yourself, especially when you're struggling, can make you an easy target for negative thoughts, doubts, and fears. Being part of a community doesn't mean you have to share every nitty-gritty detail of your life with everyone. Instead, it's about finding a safe space where you can be authentic, where you can share your joys and sorrows without judgment. And most importantly, it's a space where you can draw spiritual strength from others and give back in return. Remember, faith wasn't designed to be a solo expedition. Consider the early church. They thrived through communal prayer, breaking bread together, and collective acts of charity. They lifted each other up in hard times, and they celebrated together in good times. Each person's individual faith became more robust because they were part of something bigger than themselves. If you don't have a community, don't worry. Start small. Maybe join a Bible study group or a church-led initiative. And hey, in this digital age, community can also be virtual. There are numerous online Christian communities where you can find support and encouragement. But make sure to have some face-to-face -face interactions as well. There's something irreplaceable about physically being present with others. When we gather with intent, not just for social reasons, but with the purpose of mutual spiritual upliftment, it's as if we create a fortress of faith. It's within these walls that we find courage to face life's battles, comfort to heal our wounds, and inspiration to go out and make a difference in the world. So if you're going through a season where God feels distant, let me encourage you to lean into community. Allow others to speak truth and life into your circumstances. You'll find that more often than not, God speaks and acts through the people he has placed in our lives. And who knows, you might just discover that he was never really that far away to begin with. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you now, each of us carrying the weight of our individual struggles, pains, and doubts. In this quiet moment, we seek not just your presence, but your enveloping warmth and inexhaustible love. Father, some of us have been wrestling with feelings of abandonment, as if we've been walking through a prolonged season of darkness, questioning whether you're still beside us. Lord, in this moment, reassure these weary hearts. Remind us that even when we feel lost, you are the shepherd who never stops searching for the one. Help us to understand the profound power of our words. Empower us to speak life, hope, and joy into our own situations and into the lives of those around us. Allow us to grasp that our words can be the first ripples in a pond setting off a chain of positivity and faith that can defy all despair. God, grant us the courage and the wisdom to align our actions with our proclaimed faith. Remind us that our faith is not merely a declaration, but a daily choice manifested through our deeds. And as we venture out, trying to find your face in the wilderness of our lives, lead us to the sanctuary of a loving community. Surround us with individuals who reflect your grace, your love, and your transformative power. May we also be those agents of grace to others, showing them your love as we've come to understand it. Above all, 
in our moments of solitude and doubt, make us ever aware of your ceaseless love, your boundless grace, and your eternal presence. In the precious and empowering name of Jesus, we pray, amen. My dear friends, as we've explored today the transformative power of words, the critical blend of faith and action, and the lifeline that community can be, let's not forget, this is not just information. This is a roadmap for the soul, a guide for those times when you feel you've lost your way and even God seems distant. I know that some of you watching may be on the brink of giving up, feeling as though your prayers are echoing in an empty chamber. But hear me, the emptiness you feel could be the starting point of a journey filled with promise, purpose, and unimaginable blessings. You have the power to turn the tide, not through some mysterious formula, but through simple, actionable steps anchored in a faith that has survived thousands of years and billions of questioning hearts just like yours. And remember, faith is not a solitary endeavor. Whether it's a kind word or a heartfelt prayer from a friend, a passage of scripture that seems written just for you, or a community that welcomes you with open arms, God's love often arrives in human packaging. If you find yourself teetering between doubt and belief, I challenge you to take a step, any step, toward reclaiming your faith. Speak affirmations over your life, engage in actions that reflect your faith, or reach out to be a part of a community. Because every step you take is a step towards a God who has been chasing after you since before you were born. I want to leave you with this. You are not forgotten. You are seen. You are loved infinitely and eternally loved. And the God who shaped the stars knows the contours of your heart. He is with you in your struggles and triumphs, in your doubts and certainties. He is with you and he is for you now and forevermore. So let's commit today to speak life, to live faith and to build community. And let's encourage one another because together we can move mountains. Thank you for sharing this time with me. May this message serve as a beacon, guiding you back to the loving arms of God where you have always belonged. God bless you all. 